0: Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to register Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds, living in the fields, keeping watch over the flock like them. Side of the Lord, this will be a sign for you. And you will find a child wrapped in a cloth, and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heaven host, praising God and saying, Glory to God of the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those who be favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, This is the gospel of Christ. Praise the Lord. Lord. Service I've ever been to. <laughs> um, there were a couple of things growing up. For one, um, my parents were officially late to church, so I never really began to the, beginning of the church service either. But that's <laughs> and the night service was always the one we went to, especially the early one. So I knew very little about the late evening and early morning of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Uh, we had a great pageant on early afternoon that comes to our pageant. And had um, two infants, one who was John the Baptist, who really needed to work on her growing her beard. Like <laughs> and um, the other one, of course, was our baby Jesus named Zuzu. And Zuzu and her parents um, were, I was wondering when they were going to come so to make sure I knew where they were going to they And kind of get to where they needed to go. I was sitting right outside there, and um, just kind of waiting expecting you know? And like, I was like, I'm waiting on Jesus right now. <laughs> here, we just anticipate, we're waiting, we're wondering, we're hoping, and you know a lot of it is really just to let us release the joy that we have in our hearts, we almost need like permission to do that, permission to let God live that joy into our lives so that we can be in this moment like we are here, you know, or like last night, just happy. And we, we almost need permission, we need permission for it, but I'll get into that a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of it for us, we always have don't let we don't let ourselves see Jesus in everyone we meet. Right? Only a few people are like, well, okay, maybe I've seen him or I've seen him. Or whatever. we think that like we don't even stop that. And a lot of times we have to learn to do better for our lifetimes to see Jesus in everyone. Now you know I see some parallels here. You know Jesus and Mary and Joseph. As Mary and Joseph are traveling, they're really trying to make. They had to go. get they had to do all these things that they needed to do. They're going on this highway. They're taking these risks, you know. And I hear, uh, I saw this little picture. I want to use a visual today because hey, it's Christmas Day and it's my first service. <laughs> I've seen this little picture. This happened on December eighth. I don't know if you know anything about this, but this is eight-year-old Daniel Mendez, and he was dressed in a great hooded sweatshirt. And his parents, Joel and. mom's name was Desinia, and they are from Honduras, and they have been traveling for months, trying to get all the way to the United States, and what's happening right here, and there's other pictures of Daniel, Daniel's in a really great mood, you'll see him really happy and joyous, um, and so that's Daniel's dad handing him underneath the border wall down in um, so his mom is going to go for asylum and his dad is going to stay in Mexico and keep working. You know, and I just see the, the image like this and I just see Jesus there. I just see little little Daniel. I see um, little Daniel as being somebody who's been cradled and loved for by his parents who care about him, who want the best for him and they're going to do whatever it takes to make it happen. You know, it might be dirty, it might be messy, but there's Jesus there. You know, and another thing that stuck out to me as well is there's all this theme about he's, he's, uh, Jesus is, is born in the courtyard and the, we sometimes we hear all kinds of images of where that was. But it's not really all that clean. and I mean, there's not a lot, like, to set up. I mean, it's just wherever it could happen, it happens. And the other aspect that's really important, too, was having angels come to the shepherds. Now, for all of us, we get this kind of, like, vaulted image of shepherds. We think, oh, they're really, they leaders and they have lots of power. Or, no, these are really smelly guys, <laughs> right? And huge. the other part of it too was they're always out in the fields they're super important jobs. If they didn't have shepherds around, who's going to be fed? How are they going to get the take things, take care of things? completely scattered chaos. That's a very important job. But the other aspect was. In Jewish law, they were considered unclean because they could never get clean. Ever. They couldn't do their, their ritual baths, those kind of things that keep them um, in line with Jewish law. So they were everyone else in everyone else's mind, they were constantly breaking. But um, they're out in the fields, how could they do this? Right? So, so the society is always looking down on them, yet they have this super important job. So when you see Jesus uh, being born and the shepherds being talked to by the angels, to the same, very important points here, that the high, the high, the low shall be high and the high shall be low. And we can even look back to the verses right before this, this happened on Christmas, uh, December 23rd on the fourth Sunday in Advent. I wanted to show you this. Let's see. Um, I had this on paper, but so stand by. <laughs> this is Luke one fifty to fifty five. His mercy is for those who fear him. from Generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from the thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hunger with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors to Abraham. And to his descendants forever. And that's what he's trying to fulfill here. He's trying to remind us that we have to see the lighting of Christ in everyone. Even not on just this day or Christmas Eve, or we don't need permission for that. It's actually God's calling us to do that every single day. So we need to look at everyone in their eyes with dignity and care and provide that opportunity for. And it's not always easy, but it's what God's calling us to do, because God coming down to earth is literally, when, God, when Jesus grows up, he is going to speak and, and it's all being set up in a way that says, you need to listen to the poor, you need to listen to the oppressed. They have truth in their hearts, not just the people that have the money and power and Control and those kind of things. We know that our True, that the ones who have control are the ones you should listen to. But there's that other side, too, and it's to listen to the ones who have nothing. Happened. For they have truth, too, that we need to see. And in turn, we need to see the light of Christ in them as well. So, once again, Merry Christmas. Thanks for being here on my first Christmas day service ever. Appreciate that. And, um, and uh, thanks for being here. And, uh, let us continue to see the light of Christ in others. I'm